and Rob McGregor welcome you to a place where all kinds of phenomena flourish. Voices whisper, ancient secrets, signs and symbols are abundant. UFOs, ETs, ghosts, and even the dead move about freely. Here we meet authors, researchers, and investigators of the mysterious, the strange, and of the inexplicable anomalies that surround us. Step out of the everyday world and take a journey into the mystical underground. This is Trish McGregor and Rob McGregor and our producer magician John Posey. Uh, This is another episode of the Mystical Underground, but today we're doing something a bit different. This episode is part is a past life regression session that took place in April 1982, not long after Rob and I started living together, but before we got married. We're including our next book on mind-blowing synchronicities because the session certainly touched on writing themes that have unfolded in our lives since 1982. Also, when we compared notes about our respective trips to Europe in 1975, we realized we'd been in Edinburgh, Scotland the same week that year. At some point years later, a psychic informed us that we'd had three chances to meet this time around. One of those times, she said, was in Scotland and she did not know about our individual trips to Europe. A couple of weeks ago, I was cleaning out a closet in my office after a shelf collapsed and came upon several notebooks from 40 years ago. One of them was a collection of past life hypnotic regressions that we had done. I was the hypnotist and Trish was the subject. I had taken a workshop on hypnosis and had read extensively about it. At the time of this session, neither of us had had published any books, but we were talking about it and hoping. So this past life takes place in the second half of the 18th century in Scotland. It begins in the Orkney Islands, which are located off the northeast coast of Scotland. Trish tunes into Catherine, a writer, when it wasn't proper for women to write, especially about sex. She was a troublemaker. Her mate was Scotty, a more traditional Scotsman who raised sheep on Orkney Island, where they lived, and he was also a musician and wrote music. Trish goes very deep in this regression. She came out of it with no memory of what happened in their regression, so reading the text back then was completely new to her. A couple of interesting points before we begin. Catherine makes a mistake when she says that the novel Rob Roy was written by Robert Burns, who was a famous writer and poet uh, of of that era. Uh, Trish, though, knows that the novel was written by Sir Walter Scott. She knows that because we have an old copy of the novel. The other thing is that Catherine becomes aware of me, Rob, and Scotty at one point asks her who she's talking to. And she says, you, in my dreams. She also becomes embarrassed when she becomes aware of me while making love to Scotty. And of course, Scotty wonders again who she's talking to. So here we go. We will share the reading of my notes. Trish will be Catherine. I'll be the all-knowing author and sometimes the hypnotist when Catherine addresses me. The text has been slightly edited, but only for clarity. Past Life Regression. Trish McGregor is the subject. April 1982. Rob McGregor, hypnotist. The session began at 10.05 p.m. Title, Scotty 
Catherine. Water, sea, cold. There are lots of people dressed in colorful clothes. In a town, a celebration, Highland Games, bagpipes, kilts. Catherine is with a man. He's tall with pink cheeks. She calls him Scotty. This is the Orkneys. It gets cold, lonely. You don't do much. You weave, raise sheep. I'm with a man. We live in the Orkneys. Catherine is 25. He is 23. It's 1783. Scotty raises sheep. Everybody's dancing, having a good time. There's lots of food, and I like all of it except sheep. Moving ahead in time. We've been away from the Orkneys now for three days. We took a boat, then horses, then we walked. His parents live here, Inverness. I'm engaged to Scotty. I met his parents yesterday. I think they want him to marry somebody else. He's a McGregor clan member, last name McGregor. They adopted him. Back in Orkney. Scotty reads, drinks, it's quiet, an island. He plays bagpipes and writes music. It's snowing. We have big, thick quilts. We're under the quilts. Big stove, burning wood in it. Same year. We got married in the fall. It's nice being married, but you shouldn't ask about what we do under the quilt. Their house is one room, but in the summer, they added another room. But Catherine isn't satisfied with her life here. In Orkney, you can only be interested in sheep and surviving. We may move. It's too cold. Scotty's mother says we should have children, but I don't want any. Maybe that's why she was against our marriage. I go out to the moors to write in the spring. It's private. Scotty doesn't know I write. Scotty's father has Rob Roy by Robert Burns. Scotty likes his writing and wants to meet him. I tell Scotty he has a very high opinion of himself. Rob Roy was actually written by Sir Walter Scott, but Robert Burns was a famous poet and writer of the time, national poet of Scotland. He lived from 1759 to 1796. We want to move to the south, maybe to Inverness, maybe where it gets dark in the summer. I like Edinburgh, though. Maybe we'll move there. We have to sell the sheep first. Maybe Scotty will sell his music. The name McGregor was once outlawed. Scotty said he's glad he's an outlaw. I say that's okay because I wouldn't want to be married to an in-law. Walking on the moor by the sea, I'm thinking about why I want to be a writer. My mother says I'm too ponderous. Scotty knows about my writing now. He says I'm not Robert Burns, but he likes it. He says I should write about the Aberdeen witches. They tell fortunes. I don't believe they ride uh, broomsticks or wear pointed hats. They're just people. I've had my fortune told. Uh, she read my stars. She said I would marry Scotty, that I wouldn't live in the Orkneys forever because it was too boring and lonely and cold. I think we're going to live in Edinburgh. A man there publishes music, and Scotty has met him. We'll be scandalous. His parents' adopted son, a songwriter. They think he should be something more proper. They feel their name was tarnished when the, when the clan was outlawed. They have different ways. His parents are pretty old. They moved to Edinburgh in 1786. <clears throat> now Catherine is 29. Scotty is 27. They've lived in Edinburgh for two years. In two or three years, Catherine will start a magazine. So nice here, not lonely. Scotty has music published. I'm writing about Edinburgh. I want to start a magazine about what people see, feel, and think. I know a fortune teller in Edinburgh. Her name is Tika. She's blind. Sometimes she holds my hand and touches the lines. Sometimes she holds my ring. She knows everything. 
She says there won't be any children. There's too much to do. Tika gives me a tea so I won't have children. The marriage is good. They have more money. They're going to England, to London. He's very good to me, you know. He gives me money for my magazine. He still weaves. He's a good weaver. He's going to see Tika, but he doesn't believe in it. I don't keep secrets from him. Why should I? I used to keep my writing secret, and I used to keep secret about Tika. I told him that Tika believes in the passage of souls. Passage to where? Scotty wanted to know. Promise not to laugh? From one life to another. Sounds strange. Rob, the hypnotist, asked, you mean reincarnation? What? I haven't heard that word. I don't go to church. Scotty wants to know who I'm talking to. Who do you think I talk to? It's you and my dreams, a different you. I guess I talk to my dream Tika too. Tika says there's no time. Her time isn't like my time. Later on. Remember when I told you about the passage of souls? I think she sees into the future. She wanted to know if I've ever been to Greece, to Germany. She tells me not to go near the white cliffs of Dover because I might fall. She won't say anything about Greece. Scotty thinks I'm a bit daft. You keep interrupting when we're in bed. I'm embarrassed. You aren't supposed to enjoy it, you know. Women are supposed to just lay there. I like to move a lot. Never believe it that women don't enjoy it. Scotty has gone to see Tika. She says they'll have more money and travel. He wants to believe her. After all, it was all good, so why not? I'm never going to church. I don't like church. Others think can, can think what they want. They've started witch hunts in Aberdeen. I'm writing about sex. Scotty thinks I should write under a man's name. It's not proper to write as a woman and say sex is good for women, too. I would like to put that in my magazine, but it wouldn't be proper. Sometimes I don't know what people think. I don't know how Scotty puts up with me. I make a lot of trouble. I stir things up. My magazine is called Pegasus. Everybody thinks Scotty started it, but they know I write. I use the name George. Catherine is now 33. I don't like to think of the years. It makes me feel old. Scotty writes about music, about books, and Pegasus. He's teaching at the university. I still see Tika. I still think about this passage of souls. I don't understand it. I know that writing makes trouble. Thoughts create existence. People are such prudes. Sex with more than one person is forbidden. I was with another man, not as good as Scotty. I wanted to go to bed with him. He made me laugh. It wasn't the same, though. Not as honest. I think I lied first before he did. I wrote a book called Sex in the Moors. Tika knows about a new novel, Lady Chatterley's Lover. She says it will break new ground. That book was actually published in 1928, so this is an example of a bleed-through from Trish. As the session goes on, Catherine becomes more aware of me. Who are you, she asks. You remind me of Scotty. My book, Sex and the Moors, is finished. I hope it will be published. In his heart, Scotty thinks I'm a little weird, but he is too. We're both stubborn. Later. Scotty made a name as a writer, a weaver, a teacher. He writes about what he sees going on in Edinburgh. I think he wants to write a book with me, a sex book. The, the McGregors won't like that a bit. I'm 34 and don't work much at Pegasus anymore. We smoke dope now, opium, don't tell anybody. I get it from Tika, it comes from India. Shouldn't do much of it very often, makes you too passive, slows down everything, so there's more time. I don't think people understand people like us. I think most men feel threatened by me. They don't understand why Scotty married me. They should all just smoke opium. 
then they should read Sex on the Moors. A few women relate to us. One is an artist. The session ends with Catherine asking me, Rob, a question. You sure I don't know you? Scotty knows you. We finished at 12.24 p.m. In a brief follow-up session, Trish simply described their deaths. Catherine died at age 38. She was pushed off the White Cliffs of Dover by a lover. Scotty died a year later after falling from a horse. I yeah. want to know who pushed me off that cliff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. John, do you have any questions about this? Well, you know, uh, one thing that one thing that came to mind as uh, you guys were talking about this is um, I remember a past podcast where we were where it had come up about how um, how how our brains constantly are defragging and rewriting memories and that a uh you know as you could take a two-year-old to the zoo and they see an animal with a long neck and that's their initial memory but then a couple you know but then they find out that's a giraffe well as they get older they don't remember they saw an animal with a long neck they remember they saw a giraffe at the zoo because the memory's been updating updated and could it be that that the fact that 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 you both had been to this area informed and allowed that to that that created the ability ability to to uh uh communicate this past life yeah Yeah. there's a there's a couple ways of looking at it uh the fact that we went back to scotland or went to scotland uh individually uh, and we're probably there at the same time in uh, Edinburgh. Uh, it, you know, it could relate to the idea that we did have a life back then, and that this, you know, uh, all that experience was uh, kind of feeding into our subconscious, unconscious memories mm-hmm. of that life. Uh, and then there's the other possibility that you know, Trish is a very creative person that she could could have unconsciously created uh, Scotty and uh, Catherine and Scotty and uh, created. But this... there, there's one thing: when I was in Edinburgh, I knew I knew where to go. I had a sense of direction, so mm-hmm. I knew I had been there before. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I mean, I have no direction, sense of direction in this life. <laughs> but when I was in Edinburgh, I could find my way around. And, of course, this was before GPSs. So. Yeah, it, it felt very familiar to me, too, especially mm-hmm. the, old, the old city, part, right. you know, walking around by the castle and, uh, yeah. on the old city. Um, but 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 still, just that experience might be triggered, you know, that, that, that that's what synced up with, that's what brought it forward. Uh, mm-hmm. And and maybe that's goes without saying I don't know but but just the fact that you had the experience now that's what allowed you to tap in or uh-huh. allowed Trish to tap into that past life right be. and so it was like uh, the eighty two and we'd been there seventy five so that was seven years earlier that yeah. we'd both been there so and you know the McGregor name of course comes up and. Uh, so there's, you know, for the name Scotty is, is kind of, uh, that's kind of, kind of interesting that he's named Scotty. Uh, so, you know, some of this could be a blend of fiction and, and a past life possibly. Yeah. Who knows, you know? 
Well, what's funny, before I went to Europe for about six months before, I dreamed about Edinburgh. Huh. Seems you know, I don't remember what the dreams were. I just remember they were vivid. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and I tell you, dreaming, uh, you know, because and and I don't know, the older I get, I, I, I feel like the more that I sometimes confuse dream life with real life. <laughs> and I mean, seriously, I mean, like yeah. uh, it, yeah. there are times when I remember something, I'm like, nope, that didn't happen. <laughs> that was well and and typically it's something where I've been it's a recurring dream in the past. Right. Yeah. yeah I was gonna I was just gonna say that I've had those two and it's always recurring dreams where this same situation comes about and then you realize, no, I, that didn't happen. I that was that was in the dream. Yeah. <laughs> but did it? <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Maybe but, it but did. not not in this life. Yeah, in another yeah. dimension or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Why do we dream those things? That's, you know, it's interesting. Well, we should have had Carol Bowman on the show. She could interpret this for us. <laughs> yeah, that would have been interesting. Well, and yeah. maybe, maybe this is just the, uh, you know, the precursor to. Yeah, uh, maybe so. To to maybe, that podcast. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we uh, let her listen to this and then come on and do a little follow up with her. That would be. Yeah, that would be interesting. Well, her. and 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 it's interesting that you that you guys are already working on a book on this because when Rob texted me a couple of weeks ago about finding uh, the uh, the journal uh, uh, and told me about it, uh, my response would, my, he said, so would this make a good podcast? I was like, yeah, a good podcast, uh, but sounds like a seed for a book. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, it's sex on the moors. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> seriously, I mean, there's uh, getting pushed off cliffs and stuff. I mean, <laughs> sounds right. like there yeah. was some drama. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's too bad. It's so difficult to look things up from you know the eighteen mid eighteenth late 18th century. You know, I mean, I looked up uh, Pegasus Scotland magazine, but you know, there's nothing there. I mean, uh, and there maybe there was a magazine named Pegasus, and, but. Would there be any? Uh, would would that be recorded anywhere and would be on the internet? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'd have so, to find a historian. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, then a book called Sex in the Moors. I haven't looked for that, but yeah, maybe. I'll look for that. <laughs> <laughs> There, there's uh, well, I mean, sounds like a lot to investigate, and uh, you know, and we're gonna post this on January first. So how oh, better right. to start? The new year, Start the new year. <laughs> than uh, something that we, I think, I, I suspect there's going to be a lot of follow up on this yeah, over the, yeah, over the next be. year. Yep. So. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good, John. All right. Well, I'm going to look and see if a, a woman named Catherine McGregor wrote Sex in the Moors. <laughs> yeah, that would be ama- that would be amazing to be able to. That would be uh, incredible. Come up with that, yeah. And uh, were they smoking opium in Scotland? In <laughs> yeah, really. Too? <laughs> that's an interesting. One. Well, and if if nobody's written that book, that that sounds like that sounds like a gimme title. <laughs> it yeah, doesn't right. exist. So. It does, so, yeah. yeah. So. 
Let's All right. But, uh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. no, I think, I think this is, I think this is good stuff. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, we'll just yeah, we'll wish see. everybody, hope everybody had a great, uh, holiday, uh, season. I and wish you all the best great. for 2023. Happy New Year. And, happy, uh, happy New Year. Let's, uh, yeah, let's hope for a, uh, great, uh, 2023. That sounds crazy. Doesn't uh, it? Yeah. <laughs> That's scary. Here we are. <laughs> so. Okay. Thanks for joining The Mystical Underground. Visit www.themysticalunderground.com for the latest blog post and book info. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Listen to the podcast at podcast.themysticalunderground.com. Follow Trish and Rob on Instagram at Trish and Rob McGregor. Follow us on Twitter at The Mystic Cast. Send email to podcast at themysticalunderground.com. And until next week, thank you for listening and stay mystical. Our dogs have been quiet. <laughs> and to all a good night. <laughs> yeah.